An increasing number of people are presenting at hospitals suffering severe nerve damage after inhaling nitrous oxide gas. Nitrous oxide, often referred to as laughing gas, is growing in popularity, particularly among young people, as a recreational drug. Inhaling it causes a quick rush and feelings of euphoria lasting up to 30 seconds. But for some people who take it, it can have a devastating effect on their health. We'll get a perspective on that in a moment from a neurology specialist at the Matter Hospital. But first, I've been out with Sinn Féin TD Mark Ward. He's a former addiction counsellor who's based in Clondalkin in Dublin. And he's been calling for tighter restrictions on the availability of nitrous oxide gas canisters. I visited him on Friday and we drove to an estate near his constituency office where it didn't take us long to find a box of used nitrous oxide canisters which had been discarded on a green area near where children play football. We're in the estate in Heron in North Condorc, and it's the estate I grew up in and I just came here because it's convenient right beside my constituency office. So, but I could have walked into any estate in North Condorc, Lucan or wider areas and you would see the evidence of people using nitrous oxide or, mm. or laughing gas that, that, that's known locally. And the way in, in the car, we just seen one on the side of the road. We're at the, stopping at the first green space that we've seen yeah. and we, we see a box of six of them now with, with balloons as well. So we're here now in the green area by the football pitch here yeah. and yeah. And what, what describe what we can see here now, a, so, a large box. So what you can see is, is a large box. It's 640 grams, is what you're saying on the box. Mm-hmm. And there's six canisters inside. And it's... These are a special World Cup edition of laughing gas, I believe. So at least I'm keeping up with the trends. But these are a special World Cup edition of fast gas or laughing gas, whatever it's known as. Yeah. Um, and they are discarded here on the side of the, the road. And it, in the it, park. It, it looks like that is designed for for to be attractive for people to to uh, to take. Absolutely. So these are used commercially in catering. So it's whipping cream and stuff like that. So they're used commercially in, in catering. These ones here look like they're actually designed to attract young people. And um, to see a special World Cup edition, seems that they're keeping up in times um, with that. So that, that that's not right. And um, they're actually. And we're also seeing there there's some uh, discarded balloons there as well. What, what, how, how, how is this gas used and who's using it? So the, so the gas is taken out of the, the canisters and it's put into these balloons. The balloons are then tied, the balloons are opened and young people are inhaling them balloons then at that stage. They're squeezing the, the gas into their, into their, into their lungs. Mm. Uh, young people are using it. Anywhere ages from the age of 12 up is what, is what we're hearing locally, uh, which is quite frightening. What this does is it, it shuts down oxygen... Uh, to the brain and what that does at that stage is gives you that light-headed kind of giddy feeling where that's where the name laughing gas has come from and 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 that can cause a lot of problems and we we didn't have to look too hard as you say to to find these discarded canisters so are you seeing um, more of these around your area now so what what happened fortunately first came in and it was a couple of years ago now there was there was single kind of use small silver canisters and known locally as silver bullets and you'd see them discarded around the area these have been replaced over the last couple of years by these kind of big canisters which yeah. have super doses in them. I just said the 640 grams of, of gas in them six canisters. Yes, they, they look like a kind of a one and a half litre size bottle. That That's kind of what they look like, isn't it? Yeah, they do look like yeah. a one and a half litre bottle, yeah. yeah. Obviously, the, you, you can see and we can see from um, the fact that so many of these are discarded around the area that more people are using them. What, what's the effect of all of that? But the, the, the effect is that you're, you're seeing 
litter for a start, which is not nice to be seeing, and you're seeing them discarded all over the place, but you're also seeing more people kind of congregating together that wouldn't probably normally congregate together. So that's having an effect, and especially at these, these, these dark nights, it's, 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 um, it could be intimidation to the local community as well. We also have a problem around this area and a lot of other areas across Dublin with the lack of uh, guard numbers. No, not lack of guards. The guards are pretty, pretty, pretty proactive for the ones that we have, but the lack of numbers it means that there's not as many guards around as there could be, and that's, that's another problem that we have as well. What's the legal status of the, the, these gas canisters? So it's a really grey area. These are used commercially in the catering industry. So they're used for the likes of whipping cream, is what my understanding is, and they can be bought legally for them, OK? And they can be bought legally on the internet then to, for, for that trade as well. When the, These are not designed for the catering industry. These are designed particularly for people to take to get that effect, that laughing gas kind of effect from them. There seems to be a grey area in this at the moment. Legislation needs to be brought in to make it more robust, uh, uh, to stop young people probably buying them on the internet, but also to stop the young uh, the young people buying them from unscrupulous dealers, because that's what's happening. Like these canisters alone, the cost of these on the ground, I'm not sure how much they are to buy online, but to buy them on the street value of them, they're 40 euros each one of them canisters. Or your local dealer might do you a deal and, and, and sell you three for 100, or a box of, of six for 200. So they're quite expensive, um, and, and so there's, there's money to be made. Are you seeing harm being done by these? Yeah, absolutely. So. What we see, and see when COVID came in first, so we, that's when we first seen the proliferation of, of these canisters around the area. When COVID came in, when young people lost their supports, as in schools, football clubs, youth centres, wherever their local supports were going in, it gave them more free time to be around. And what ha- has happened is, some people have started experimenting, and this experimenting could lead then to, to further drug use later on as well. So you, you you would see this as a gateway? It could be a gateway. Any drug could be a, it could be a gateway. I've worked in addiction services for years uh, right across Dublin, and any drug could be that gateway drug, and you just don't know. But what I do see is that it's young people that are experimenting. They don't know what they're experimenting with. The size of them canisters, a young person taking one of these and inhaling one of these, uh, one of these gases is basically playing Russian roulette because they don't know the effect that's going to have on them until they, take, until they take it. And that was the Sinn Féin TD, Mark Ward, speaking to me on Friday. I'm joined now in studio by Dr Esther Mackin, a neurology specialist registrar at the Matter Hospital in Dublin, who has treated patients who have suffered damage after inhaling this nitrous oxide gas. Dr Mackin, good afternoon. Welcome to the programme. Thank you so much for having me. Um, are you seeing more people coming into hospital now suffering damage after inhaling nitrous oxide gas? We certainly are. I can tell you that between mid-July and mid-October in the Matter, we we saw six patients come through with neurological complications related to the use of nitrous oxide and that number is going to continue to grow. The, traje- the trajectory that we see will be a very concerning one and something that's seen as well in other hospitals across Dublin and Ireland. Um, I was in St. James's Hospital last year. They've experienced increasing numbers. The epicentre certainly seems to be Dublin, but it's not unique to Dublin. It's seen across the country. And people who inhale this gas, they do so because it gives them a high a, a feeling of uh, euphoria for uh, 30 seconds or so but it, it, it it's causing harm and what kind of problems then do people uh, experience it, uh, after after taking the, the, the gas where, where, where it does harm them well acutely they can experience things like blurred vision dizziness headaches um, but with chronic use and sometimes even with just acute use in those who are predisposed towards the likes of vitamin B12 deficiency we 
we see quite significant neurological complications. Essentially what nitrous oxide does is it inactivates vitamin B12, which is very important for the way that the nervous system works. So to put it in technical, more medical terms, we see nitrous oxide-induced myeloneuropathy, which essentially means significant damage to the spinal cord and also the peripheral nervous system. So these patients initially about close to 5% start to experience sensory symptoms. So by that I mean they'll complain that they'll have numbness or altered sensation in their hands and their feet. That gradually spreads. They start to have problems maintaining their balance. They start to have issues with regards to their coordination. A lot of our patients, about five out of six of them, were unable to walk independently coming into the Matter Hospital. That's the significant effect that this drug can have on their on their nervous system. But we know it has other effects on the system. It can impact on the heart function. It can impact on the lungs. We know it impacts on the bone marrow and the way that um, blood cells are made. Um, but specifically in relation to neurological complications, the effects can be devastating. And the age cohort then, um, what, what's the, the average age of, of the patients you're seeing who, who've taken this gas? The average age would be in or around 20 years. Um, we see people in the mid-teens. We see patients who are into their middle age. Um, so it's not unique to one particular age cohort, but the overwhelming majority would be late teens, early 20s. Is it more damaging the more people take it or can it be damaging on just a one-off instance? That's, that's a really good question. Now, there is a dose dependency associated with this. And by that, I mean, the more you use it and at a higher dose, the greater the effect it is expected to have on its related complications, in particular in, related, in relation to the nervous system. Um, but there are individuals out there who are more prone to having a vitamin B12 deficiency. And for those individuals, I would put it as the gun is already loaded for them and what pulls the trigger is the use of nitrous oxide. And that group of individuals would include people who have specific diets such as vegans, vegetarians, individuals who take alcohol to excess, people who have underlying diseases such as pernicious anemia, which is a condition that causes your vitamin B12 to go low. All of those individuals are already predisposed towards having a B12 deficiency, but what sends them over the edge is the use of nitrous oxide. And these severe cases that you're seeing where people are having difficulty walking, having difficulty standing up with their balance and so on. Um, do they recover? Can those people be treated effectively? So the majority of our patients do make a recovery over weeks to months and that is only if they're fully compliant with our treatment regimen. There are no consensus guidelines for the way that we treat our patients but what we do ensure is that they we advise them they should not continue to take nitrous oxide and that they're fully compliant with B12 injection therapy. And so that regimen would differ, but usually it involves daily injections for seven to 10 days, weekly for a month, monthly for a year. So there is a significant cost and compliance issue there. But if they are fully compliant with that, a lot of our patients can make a full recovery. And, and you heard Mark Ward there um, explaining that the doses uh, of this gas have, have gotten bigger, super doses. He, he described them as they used to be these small bullet sized shots. Correct. Now they're, they're the larger bottles. Does that concern you? It, I find it deeply concerning. We have no idea the amount of nitrous oxide in those canisters or even if it's purely nitrous oxide in those canisters. There's simply no control. These are industrial sized canisters that are being used. 
and it's very interesting to note my specialty is obviously neurology but uh, these canisters that are being used are, a warning has come out from the British Burns Association in relation to the dangers of them um, people who are using them tend to anchor them between their legs and as they're taking the nitrous oxide the temperature is dropping in those canisters it can go as low as minus 40 degrees Celsius but as they're taking in the nitrous oxide the way that it works is an analgesic effect and a, a mild anaesthetic effect so the more that they're taking it in the less they're aware of the burns they're suffering so you can get cold ice mm. burns from the temperature drops that's occurring in, in those canisters especially the larger ones And you, you, you'll have heard Mark uh, Ward there saying that um, he would like to see tighter restrictions on the, the, the purchase of this gas as, as a clinician who treats patients who've taken it do you think there needs to be greater controls uh, in place to, to regulate the, the supply the sale of this uh, these gas canisters? So I think I think that's an excellent question. Um, I think that part of the problem is the wide availability of this drug that has largely um, connotations associated with it that you wouldn't associate with the likes of cocaine or cannabis. It, laughing gas sounds playful, you know, it's almost trivialised. Um, I would point to the likes of the Netherlands who from January 1st of next year are about to introduce a complete ban on the use of nitrous oxide outside of the industries of catering and medicine. And a country that traditionally has been rather liberal in terms of its, of its uh, substance control rather um, I think will be the trendsetter for the rest of Europe. I expect greater restrictions to come into place in the likes of Britain and Ireland and I don't see many negative aspects to that. Dr Esther Macken, Neurology Specialist Registrar at the Matter Hospital. Thank you for coming in to talk to us today. We'll take a break. We're back with more after this.